Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Sure that we're 
we try to rightly divide the word of God. But if there is anyone out there listening and you have any insights or input that you want to share with us, feel free to do so. Call in um, to the uh, line at uh, uh, 646-668-2413. For those that are listening um, online, feel free to Facebook me at... um, Yashua's Tabernacle. Facebook me and I'll be glad to uh, answer any questions or share any insights that you have. Any prayer requests, feel free to also share them with us and we'll be glad to pray for you and um, other situations throughout the world. Um, before, uh, Before we begin, I'm going to just briefly read over Revelations 16 about the seven bowls that we will be talking about today. In Revelation 16, it says, And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your ways and pour out the vials of wrath, of, of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worshipped his image. Second angel poured out his vial upon the sea and it became as the blood of a dead man and every every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and the fountains of the waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angels of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged us. For they have shed the blood of saints and the prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and poured and power was given unto him scorchment to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Mm. And then the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the sea of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are the spirits of devils, working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and out of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I came as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together unto the place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his 
vial unto, into the air. And there came a great voice out of the king of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And there was voices and thunders and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And the great Babylon came in remembrance before God, so, I'm sorry, to give in unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon a man a great hail out of the heavens, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hell, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. That was the authorized King James Version, uh, Revelation 16. We have a lot of things here that's happening. And um, let's start with the first bowl that is being poured out. Um, we notice that there is no breaks in between these plagues that are going forth as we've seen before. Um, in the first one, it says that when he went out and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Um, Minister Gloria, um, would you like to share your thoughts in that area? It does. It talks about the, uh, in this first one, uh, about the uh, sores and um, that came upon those that had the mark of the beast. And it was interesting to me, um, I'm just going to go there for one minute, um, one second, please. It talked about the sores in the mouth. And I was I was I was wondering that this might be a judgment directly against the worshiping, the verbal you know the verbal uh, declarations of worshiping the the beast, and, and here the sores are on the mouth. So uh, that was interesting to me how uh, the judgment was so specific. Uh, yes, I would uh, agree with you that. It has to be something physical. I believe that it is something physical. We could also look at it in a spiritual perspective as well. Um, Minister Belinda, would you like to share your insights as the Lord has given? Well, it says source. It says, uh, and a noosome and grievous source upon the men which had the mark. So it's going to produce some grievous in and it's going to be really bad and I mean because they received the mark of the beast so it's a judgment from God because prior to that if you read the scriptures he, he tells you he warns us about taking the mark of the beast and how we can not take the mark of the beast and take the mark of God so uh, what does that mean how the deafness of it uh, what does uh, grievance and you know? Let me get the word right. Noise, mm-hmm. noise, 
and grievous, what does that mean to God? Nauseous. We have a a perception. But the things that I've learned, that my perception was totally different than what God said. You know, I didn't have the understanding. When God said sorrow, I had a form of sorrow. But when I felt the sorrow of God, it was totally different. So my understanding changed. You know, the love of God is totally different than the love that I have learned through the years as a child and as an adult. So this is going to be, you know, we may have suffered stuff, but not like we're going to, not like these people are going to suffer then because it's something that they have never seen. Mm -hmm. They have never, you know, it's a deafness of, uh, of, it's it's going to be deep. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you feel it, if it's a physical thing, you're going to feel it in your spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say that uh, a person can die from a broken heart, mm-hmm. now that's that heart don't break. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a sorrow so bad that the heart can actually physically be affected, and the grief can kill a person. So it's felt not just. On the outside, it's felt so deep within, in their, in, in their soul, in their heart. So I'm saying, you know, when you read these things, when you, when you read all of them, uh, people will say, well, we've had earthquakes before. He said, earthquake you have never seen, man has never seen. So strong that it's going to divide the nations. So... Um, it's going to be a spiritual felt thing and a physical. And that's Amen. What I got. Amen. I agree with both of you. And also, um, Minister Jacqueline. I um I just like to piggyback on what um, Minister Melinda has said that it's how the the detriment and the depth of what's going to come, like um it says here, it's going to be nothing. That is that man will even have had an experience of before. I think it's going to be so great of a, of a judgment because it's for it's it's this is the, this being like the final judgment and it's almost like the last thing. So it is really going to be great and it really is going to be severe. It's not going to be common, um, you know, like um, it says um, in the New King James Version when it speaks of the grievous. Um, the grievous thing, grievous, and um, it says grievous, noisome, and grievous. It's almost like foul. It, the New King James calls it foul and loathsome. And it, to me, it's going to, God is going to um, judge according to the things that he is called to be an abomination unto him. Like So it's really going to, to hit hard. And I believe that this, this is, it was written this way so that it would be an awakening. Before we even get to that time, that we may truly repent, because as you read on, you know these were things that he he did so severely because they would not repent, they would not um, turn back evil ways, and they were they were very determined to do their evil. And God is mm-hmm. he says he he's going to have the last word. So it's going to, as as a result of the evil that has been done, the judgment and the justice, 
is going to be far beyond what anybody can even imagine or measure. Mm-hmm. I I totally agree with everyone, and and you know I just want to give some examples in the Bible. Um, there's two different type of uh, things that are going on here. We one from a biblical perspective that we can look at. We can look at uh, how a child of God would react with such things as compared to how someone um, else who was inflicted with uh, a physical uh, dilemma. And uh, we look at Job in the book of Job, uh, first uh, Job number one, chapter one. Um, I'm reading from verse uh, 20. After all of these things that happened to Job, what did Job do? He said, in 20, he said, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. And the Lord gave and the Lord have taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. But we're looking in Revelation 16, and we see that uh, when these uh, bowls are being poured out, the the wrath of God is being poured out on the earth because they chose to remain in their wickedness, in which the Lord said He was going to destroy if it, the the wicked if they did not repent and 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 worship Him. So um, someone may say, well. Why would God do something like that? Why is he, isn't he mean? Isn't he wicked? No. It's man's desire for wicked that that increases wickedness in the earth. It is not God who desires the wickedness for man. Um, The Lord willed that, the sovereign will of God was that we would surrender to him and that we would be able to dwell in the fruitfulness of his glory. Now, when we look in Exodus chapter 9, I'm reading from verse 8 through 11. Well, I'm going to hit 12 as well, 8 through 12. We see what happens when uh, the boils or being the infliction of the boils are falling upon the Egyptians. And in verse 8 it says, And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnaces, and let Moses sprinkle it toward the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh, and it shall become small dust in all the land of Egypt, and it shall be a boil breaking forth with blames upon men and upon beasts throughout all the land of Egypt. And they, they said, what did they say? On, on uh, men and beasts throughout all the land of Egypt. And they took ashes of the furnace and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up toward heaven. And it became boils breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beast. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. For the boil was upon the magicians and upon the Egyptians. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them and as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. So we have we have a heart that um refuses like uh I think everyone have said they refuse to repent. 
They refuse to take heed to the word of the Lord. And they refuse to, you know, Job, he bowed down. And I'm just, we're just going to go around and you can share your thoughts, uh, uh, Minister Gloria. You know, there's nothing more than a man suffering physically to change uh, the words of his mouth. Uh, because out of the mouth, the heart speaks. And when he's in physical pain, uh, you know, a, a blaspheme against God can turn into a cry for God real fast. Or when there's a suffering of the flesh. And so the, the spirit can change real fast. So here again, these boils, you know, to me, uh, I, I see that it, it has to do with uh the blaspheming versus the, the, uh, the worship. And uh, they were worshiping um, the beast, the image of the beast. And here they're afflicted with the boils, and they're going to have to cry out, and they're going to have to cry out to God, because the beast is not going to help them. So uh, I, I think when it comes to this noisome uh, and grievous sword upon men, there's a, there's, to me, there's a very specific reason for the store. Um, it's to bring about an effect. And it's uh, the effect upon their heart. And it's to change the noise they're making. It's to, to change that worship of the beast into a cry of the heart to God. Uh, it, it becomes grievous sore. And they, they won't seek God until they're in a grievous place. So for me, there's a very direct, uh, there's a very direct uh, cause here for the sore. It's to bring about a very specific effect. Yes, that's good. I'm glad you brought that out because you said, like you said uh, about grievous, grievous sore, you know. And when we look at it, even if we look at a boil, it goes into the root of the nerve, so it's affecting every part of the body. It's affecting the emotional, the solar realm. It's affecting the body. It's affecting the spirit. And when you have these type of sores all over you, because that word blame is rooted, like it's rooted into the uh, the nerves of man, so it's broken forth like the pustulous part of the uh, into the sore. And and I think it's going to be even more grievous than what happened at the time of in Exodus nine, which when uh, the boils came forth. I I really believe that it's going to be even deeper. Uh, Minister Belinda, share your thoughts on, on that. It is because man had, you know, that was a given opportunity, but we're talking about years, generations that God is speaking. You know, from generation, generation—I mean, from Genesis to Revelation. So there's a long period that God is calling His feet, you know, calling people out of the world to repent, come towards Him, you know, so He can bless them. Like you said, God's nature is not evil, nor is it cruel, but man's own mind is the root of evil and cruelty. You know, He calls us to a life of of decency, honesty, all those traits belong to God. So when God becomes uh, judges people at the end of this, it's a righteous judgment. And when you, when y'all were talking, I 
thought of this that I've been praying while y'all been talking. And, you know, uh, why does God hit the body? Because we, have, we those that come fall into this realm have served the flesh. You know, they made their flesh their God. You know, their fleshly thoughts, their body, all of that is connected. And when, if you ever have had a boil, and I have not, and I thank God I have not, but I've seen them working in the hospital. One boil, and there's different kinds. You know, you can get a staff, and that thing starts as a pimple, and then it grows, and it's thick, hardcore. And when they cut it away, it can cut all the way into a deep hole, and it hurts bad. So you're talking about all over your body. And then it oozes it, you know, it it, uh, it can sit in section all through your body. And when Job, I often thought when I read Job of how much this man had lost. But the only key difference between the people in Revelations and Job is that Job had a relationship. He had a foundation in God. And instead of cursing God, he chose to go towards God because he knew. See, there's a difference when you know that you know. The only source that for your for everything, your mind, your body, your spirit, is God. And once that's established, no matter what happens to you, you will go towards that. And if these people have rejected God and served the beast, then what are they? What are they, they going to cry out to? You know. And he says in there, he said, even though that this took place, they can repent. Mm-hmm. So had they become so had they become so reprobated minds, so hard hearted that they just through the years they kept on and see this this is a generational thing. That's why God speaks about generational blessings and generational curses. If you harden your heart and you are an example to your children, you teach them to uh rebel. And then the next generation, the next generation so, uh, you know, I, I thought of, Lord, you, you're attacking their flesh. You chose to serve, you know, whether whatever part of that beast you served, uh, that, that flesh is like God's striking that flesh to let them understand. This is what you served. Now what can your flesh do? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, this you is know, it's real like good. when somebody gets sick. They they get sick. They're high minded, and and you know they they say they built their life on their degrees and their money, but when they get deathly sick, and no medicine can help them, the doctors don't say there's no hope. Then what? Mm mm mm. That's serious because they put their. Uh, Chosen, which brings me to the part of um, let us think about this or um, as we're coming up to Minister Jacqueline. Um, when it's it saying that they chose to follow after the beast, um, they, they, it says upon the men which had the mark of the beast, which means they had succumbed to 
the maybe the ideologies, the idolatry, the the mind concepts of the beast, and, and I could see how that could easily happen with men following after men so easily now instead of putting their trust in the Lord. Minister Jacqueline, what are your thoughts in that area? Well, you all have just said so much and and revealed and shared so much that was just right on point. And I was just sitting here, just like each time when each one was speaking, I was like, yes, because it it is exactly as that, that the, the world has, and even and even some of the even some believers even some that um you know put their trust in the things that they have done themselves you know have thought more highly of themselves and never really and have really like totally lost the whole concept of what the the Bible says that we are all just vapor you know at any given time you know God breathed life into man and He can breathe life right out of man can snuff you right out of here. And, and no one is the wiser, you know, but people have, have come to the fact that they, they trust in their riches. You know, the Bible says put not your treasures up, don't store them up so where they can be eaten away by moths, but put your treasures in heaven. And the world has, has gone so far away from that, and even sometimes believers, because it's easy for people to think that, you know, that they have attained um, certain notoriety on their jobs and positions and things of that nature and, and can easily forget that had it not been for God, you know, if it were not for the Lord, where would I be? This, this is, this is a, the, the reality that people have to come back to and harden not our hearts and always. That's why the Bible says remain humble. You, you understand? Because we can never, ever forget, and God has been merciful through what he's done and how he's allowed. He's still yet allowing those uh, the people who have put the world and have sold out to the world's devices or, or, or what have you, and have taken the mark of the beast, he's still coming again to give them another opportunity to cry out to the Lord and repent, and they're refusing to repent. So that shows to you that the how the love of God is so great that even after he's, he's seen that, we've, that they've done all this, because it's not a surprise to God how man would behave and how they would react to certain you know, riches and notorieties and things of that nature, but he's still coming back yet again to give him another opportunity, be it. And it's, and it's critical at this point because it is critical because as you move along down in just a couple of chapters away, here comes the first resurrection. So he's still yet, right before it's all said and done, he's still yet trying to give them an opportunity to repent. Even those who have even taken the mark of the beast and openly accepted to to this pagan worship and things of that nature or whatever it is that they desire to put above God, he's still yet giving them another opportunity. You know, that's God and his grace and his mercy, still yet not wanting to give up because he desires that none be lost. And he's still trying to give them another opportunity to get it right. And oh, yeah. Pray, oh, yeah. You know, but unfortunately, like the Bible says, they repent not. They repent not. And that's what he's trying mm-hmm. to do. He's bringing these things out to get them to the opportunity. Like I believe it was um, 
the um, not Minister Belinda, I'm sorry, but the other um, minister, her name is escaping me right now, and she Gloria. said, Minister Gloria, yeah, mm-hmm. the boil, you know, that's that's a painful thing. That's a painful thing. I had one once on a very very smaller scale. And it is. It's very painful, and it oozes out pus, and I was able to be, you know, be relieved from it where it wasn't so detrimental, but it's a painful thing. It's a painful thing. It's a sore. Now, I can't even imagine my whole body even being covered with that. And like you, like mm. you were talking about Job, at least he had, he had love for God. So regardless of what happens to him, he did, he did not give in to He said, you know, be that as it may. I'm going to worship God. You know, his wife mm-hmm. even told him, you know, forget about it and be done with it, you know, and just, just say whatever and, and leave here. But he refused to. He refused to. He refused to, to not to worship God no matter how tough it got. But these people here have already gone and refused to worship God and as a step of the market of beasts and worshiping their idols and things of that nature. And God is still yet trying to give them an opportunity before that first resurrection comes in where all opportunity is lost at that point. Amen. This is good, you know. Um, and we're going to touch a little bit deeper on this uh, later on about what is this beast mark of the beast look like, and who is, what can this beast be um, that that is partaken on? Because a lot of movies show it to be one beast. Um, however, we, we're going we're going to look a little deeper at that, and we're also going to look look a little deeper at because um, it says and upon them which worshipped his image. Um, And that could be magnified dimensionally, and so can the mark of the beast be magnified uh, dimensionally. So we're going to come back and look at that in the end. Um, Moving forward to the second angel pouring out the vial upon the the sea, it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. Um, Minister Belinda. Yes, ma'am. You know, blood stinks. Mm-hmm. And blood mm-hmm. brings the smell of it, <clears throat> brings animals, brings flies, all kinds of stuff. So you're talking about an ocean, mm. a body deep of blood. I cannot imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, the blood represents, you know, when you have the alignment of God, it represents life. But this blood represents death. Mm-hmm. You know, God chose mm-hmm. to give them, you know, he said, come and supper this table, drink of his blood, eat of his body. But the rejection, so now they're getting something else. Wow. And, and you look at uh, the physical thing, blood is life. If you have a car wreck and you're bleeding out, you have to get some blood. You What is it, five times? You lose, you're dead. So here blood represents two, t- two different things. But if you put it in another state, blood is not healthy for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so you have two dimensions mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. Go ahead. That's all I got. Yeah. You know, I totally agree with you. And let's look at it from the biblical standpoint about what happened 
in uh, Exodus um, chapter 7, verse 17. I'm reading from 17 through 18, um, where it says, Thus says the Lord, in this that thou shalt now, thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Behold, I will smite with the rod that is in mine hand upon the waters which are on, which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that is in the river shall die; the river shall stink, and the Egyptians yep. shall loathe the drink of the water of the river. And the Lord spake unto Moses. Say unto Aaron, Take thy rod and stretch out thine hand upon the waters of Egypt, upon their streams, upon their rivers, and upon their ponds, and upon their pools of the water. They that uh, may become blood, and that, that there may be blood throughout all the land of Egypt, both in vessels of wood and vessels of stone. And Moses and Aaron did so, and the Lord commanded, and he lifted up his rod and smote the waters that were in the river in the sight of Pharaoh and in the the sight of his servants. And the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. And the fish that was in the river died, and the river stank. And the Egyptians could not drink of the water of the river. And there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. And the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart was hard, and neither did he hearken unto them as the Lord had said. So now, um, you know, it's kind of like what's happening in Revelation, that uh, the waters are turning uh, filthy with uh, blood, and it's going to, to have a... An odor that is unbearable. Have you ever been in the area where a fish is uh, floating up on the water and the, it, it leaves a very foul smell? Um, when you see um, uh, the the whales now, we see the whales are floating up on the water, and these things that are occurring that normally we I don't I don't recall ever seeing these things in my lifetime up until in these last years um and then with the the different events of the hurricanes we've had areas where you cannot normally like in louisiana get clean fish and clean crawfish and clean shrimp and different animals of the sea that normally man would like to eat it's it's not any good anymore and we know that there's a lot of uh, things that are happening too with the oil spills that are causing animals to die in the in the um, in the sea. But I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen because the Bible says that the Lord says the vials will be poured out uh, upon the earth that will cause this. Uh, Minister Gloria, share your thoughts. You know, I, I um, I'm reminded of of uh, the. Uh, the incredible knowledge of God, you know, the uh, how the Lord knows the intricacies of, of everything that makes life possible uh, for man and for all of the creation that he made. And how changing the water to blood really changes so much because the water is so fundamental to the life of man. And to, for it to become blood, uh, which means that in that water is now all kinds of uh, 
there's pollution, all kinds of biological changes going on in that in that water uh, that makes life impossible for man and for fish. And, you know, even for the ships, the ships can't survive uh, on that water. Uh, the Lord had used this before. And um, I just wanted to go back to uh, the verse uh, in... Uh, Revelation 8, 8 through, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to 8 through 9. It says, the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the creatures which were in the sea uh, and had life died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. So, even the destruction of ships, which means, you know, a lot of commerce goes forth on these ships. And if those ships are not able to do what they need to do to to bring and take the goods back and forth, uh, even if the whatever is not in the water, uh, people won't get their goods, their food uh, becomes polluted. They can't get it because the ships are not able to uh, go forth with trade. Um just the incredible knowledge of God in, in terms of he knows what to do and his ability to do it to take the life that he gave man. And it's so easy for God to show who he is uh, and to show his creation how quickly he can humble all of creation uh, and show who is the one that has the true power. Uh, and I, I think, you know, for, for these people that in that end time to try to cry out then at that point to Satan, uh, it's not going to work. So um, just the, in the incredible power of God over, over his, uh, his creation. And in, just in reading this, just for us to understand the mercy, the grace, and the love of God that we currently have, and surely to repent while there is time. Uh, we have the privilege of having the word and knowing prophetically through the word uh, of the things that would come for those who wouldn't repent, for those whose hearts and minds are not right with God and whose worship is not right, uh, who have the worship to idols and who are totally off in, in terms of uh, where they are spiritually before God, How, the, the privilege and the mercy of God even now at this late hour to that we still have the word of God that we can glean from, we can uh, learn, we can humble ourselves, we can pray according to his word and ask God to help us to be right and help our world to be right before him. I think this is really crucial. Um, God can do so easily uh, take away the blessings of all, all of so many things, of all the things that he's given us, of all the things that he has in place that we so take for granted. Amen. 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 And Minister Jacqueline. Well, um, you ladies have to say not a lot can add to that, but um, I think what's being said here is really touching upon the great the mercy and the love of God. You know, the desire is that none should be lost and he's still yet coming in spite 
of, you know, he's he having the the vibe coming down because that's his word. And and most people, you know, want to believe that, you know, yes, God is God love. He is he, we have we have we serve a loving God. But God also has a wrath. And 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 I think oftentimes excuse me, that um the world, you know, again when I say the world I'm not in the saints as well as those who are still yet to believe in God, we take God sometimes for granted and have been for granted, and yet still merciful. But we must know that the work of God is true. He says that He's the just world. He says that you know the the Bible talks about the wrath of God. You know His love is unconditional. But the blessings of the Lord are very, very conditional. We are to serve him. We are to walk uprightly before him. We are to serve him in spirit and in truth. We are to live holy lifestyles. So he is going to hold each and every one of us accountable to him and his word, and he's going to come back, and he is going to judge it. And and this is an, an eye-opener for us all, those who in our, some in our families, that are are struggling with their walk with God or what have you, too much trust in their flesh and are worshiping um, the idolatry. It's not just uh, figurines and statues and things of that nature. You can make an idol out of man, you know, out of your children, oftentimes, you know, Mm -hmm. in relationships. So we really have Mm -hmm. to be careful in that respect and to make sure that God is the center of our lives, that what we do is for Christ, and, and, and we put away our selfish ambitions. And it's easy yeah. to, I'm going to say it's easy to sometimes is to get distracted because the enemy comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. And and, and when sometimes, I'm going to take this, use this for an example, sometimes you have people who um, suffer with self-esteem, and then all of a mm. sudden they get a little bit of notoriety where somebody's paying them some attention. You know, it's easy for them for them to get fucked up and think that, oh, okay, well, I'm doing something here, you know, mm-hmm. and easily step away and forget that it was God, it was God, mm-hmm. and 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 who has given this to you and and made these things happen for you. Every little thing, like God knows it all. There's nothing new under the sun to God, and we have to be careful with how we handle His blessings. And when He gives things to us, He never wants us to worship the gifts. He always mm-hmm. wants us to look and be mindful of the gift giver, the one who's the very one who has given life, breath, health, and strength. We can do nothing outside of God, but we can do everything with Him. And again, like I say, you um, you all have pretty much touched on everything, but we really have to be mindful of the God that we serve. You know, as much as He is love, there is a wrath of God, and it's going to come mm-hmm. to for not worshiping Him in his fullness and his truth and according to his righteousness and not one's own personal righteousness. Amen, and I totally agree. And I think we get so caught up in um, using our our gateways, our eyes, ears, nose, and um, our mouth and our, you know, feelings and our emotions. We get so tied up in using them toward outwardly toward others instead of reflecting on ourselves to gain um, and, and, and communion with God so that we can be examined our, ourselves, examine ourselves to prove ourselves not to be a reprobate. But we, we are so caught up on the outward side that we could easily receive the mark of the beast. 
not unknowingly and knowingly. So we have to um, go back and begin to reflect on who we are with God. Um, again, because we're not in like any, uh, uh, there's no way that we can say uh, that um, anyone is so great. There are many people just standing behind pulpits and exalting themselves higher than anything, but um, forgetting that it is God who placed anyone in in a position or at any time or any season, you know. And we thank God for everything that he's doing for us. But, you know, like you said, we have to be conscious of who we are. Job had everything. Job uh, was moving, um, I would say, probably went very well in earth. He He would have had to have been wealthy with all that he had. Even in this time, it would have been a lot of wealth. But, you know, I love the way that he humbled himself. And and that will make the difference. It is how you humble yourself before God. Even his friends, they came before him and they looked at him and and said, you know, Job, you had all of these things. Look, you know, look at where you are right now. But God, the way God saw Job and the the way that the three, three friends that came around him saw him, it was different. So we have to look in the eyes of God. We have we can't move with flesh. Uh, we can't get at a point where we are seeing things and 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 begin to judge it based on our own fleshly gateways and our own emotions because we are subject to the things of God at that point. If uh, that you know we're looking at something a certain way, we have to be careful how we judge it, and that's that's very serious in this hour. So I'm going to uh, leave that there, and we're going to move to the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of the waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angels of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged us. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Wow. So, you know, this is very serious. The rivers and the fountains and the waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angels of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged us. And for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets. So uh, God was not likened to this. And so that's why I'm saying we have to be very careful how we look and perceive people that may be in positions as God have put them there for a, a time and season, and, and you know, it's for his, you know, like uh, we were reading the other day in, in the book of Romans uh, 9 about um, one ves- a vessel that's made for mercy and a, a vessel that's made for wrath. They all, God did it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we we dare not come against the things of God in any kind of way. David, King David said, touch not thy uh, anointed, do thy prophets no harm. He was in the cave. He had the opportunity to strip Saul right then. 
he had the opportunity to kill him right then, him and all of his men. But David, he went out of the cave and he said, touch not my anointed, to do my prophets no harm. He wasn't even speaking of himself. He understood the authority level of God and he knew that that was God's will, his timing. And that's where a lot of times the body of Christ missed the mark. And they, it, it, it's a God thing. Um, we look not with our own eyes, but we look with the eyes of God. Very important. And so they were coming against these uh, prophets, these uh, the blood of the saints and the prophets. They were coming against them. And and I wonder if they knew what they were doing or did they not know what they were doing? And thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Because when we look at Jesus when he was talking to Lazarus from the, the grave, you know, Jesus said the prophets before came to tell them. But Jeremiah, they threw him in in the uh, in a, uh, a pit. They threw him in the pit, and they thought, because he was telling them the truth, but they didn't want to hear it. I wonder how many prophets is that going to happen to in this hour, and how many are they going to be judged for uh, the gateways, the way people see them, instead of the way God will see them. Minister Belinda, share your thoughts. Human beings like. Oh, I have it on mute. Go, I'm go sorry, ahead. can you hear me? Yes, we I can. I said, uh, water touches every area of a human being's life. Everything is touched by water. Your food, everything. So, I mean, and when he gives them blood, he says because of the blood of the saints that they, they harmed. You know, you go back to the scripture when he said, do not shed innocent blood. How much blood is being shed right now today? You know, on innocent people. Uh, and when Donna said knowingly or not knowingly, if you know, you shouldn't do. Because if you really know, you won't do it. Then if you know and you refuse to be corrected and do it anyway, then you're in judgment of that. You know, she talks about Saul was anointed by God to be the king. But yet David was his replacement. But David, there were two elements. Saul refused the direction of God, and it cost him. David knew he could not kill that man. Even though that man had hunted him down, falsely accused him of things that he did not do, if he had touched that man, he would have been in judgment. You know, you can't touch something unless God is the one that touches. See, you know, when uh, Donna says we need to be careful, I don't think the saints of God really understand. You can't put, say words to people God has not spoken. And that anybody that walks into that temple that the Lord has called is one of his children. And he said, if you have been the least of these, you've done it unto God. So it's a a, uh, a serious thing when God says, touch not my anointing. Some people hide behind that, you know, and do corruption. But you know what? Nobody will pass the judgment of God. And when you realize that, I sat under something, and I God gave me revelation. But I couldn't do anything. I could not say anything unless God 
folks. I couldn't touch the person. I could go in prayer and be led by the Spirit how to pray. There would become an appointed time for God to send me to that person. I didn't speak out of my flesh for all that that person had done. I spoke what God said. So, I mean, uh, and they were rewarded. You know, there are people uh, worshiping Satan now. They drink blood. They kill children. They drink the blood of children. Those are innocent babies, innocent children that are being violated. So God's going to give them what you did. You wanted to drink the blood. You wanted to do those things. Now you're going to suffer behind this blood. And when God judges something, he is righteous. And when she was saying, uh, you look at Solomon. Solomon was giving God the wisdom. No man had the wisdom like Solomon. He had riches beyond measure. He had anything he wanted. And all that he did, he had to come back to two things. Fear God and serve him. All his travels, all his uh, meet people, all of his power, he had to come back to two things. Fear God and serve him. And when the other sister said, we have become, that's why God says, pray and watch and be sober. And you have a lot of saints that say, well, God wouldn't do that. He's love. Where in the world are you not reading this Bible? It says God has a blessing and a curse. There's the goodness of God and there is the wrath of God. And if you're sober, you're going to understand the limitations and the power that God has. And when he says your life is but like a vapor, if God chooses to draw his hand from you, you don't sustain yourself in yourself. He is the one who gave, uh, breathed his, you know, his spirit into that body, and it became alive. So he has control of your breathing, your life, all of it. Amen. Amen. And Minister Gloria, please share uh, your insights on the third angel pouring out the vials upon the rock, uh, the rivers and the fountains. Well, I absolutely agree with uh, both of you. You know, there's a, there's a contrast in this uh, with this fourth angel uh, pouring out his vial. There's a definite contrast here between the wrath of God and the mercy of God. Uh, you know, it, back in uh, Revelation 8, Verse 12, uh, it said that the fourth angel sounded, and the third of the sun, and the third of the moon, and the third of the stars were struck, so that a third of them would be darkened, and the day would not shine for a third of it, and the night in the same way. So from that verse, I I gather that uh, a third of the brightness and the power of, uh, of the heat of the sun and the fire of the sun was gone because it wouldn't shine even, uh, as well as the moon and the stars. And yet here in verse 16, uh, in uh, chapter 16 and verse 8, it says that the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. 
So the, uh, the, the, the power of God to, to take the power away from the sun and yet at the same time to intensify its ability to burn with fire. Uh, and it says that the men were scorched with great heat and uh, they blasphemed the name of God, uh, which has the power over these plagues and they repented not to give him glory. The, the, the very fact that the Bible talks and and, and says that they repented not. Uh, again, God is trying to get a response from them. And for as much as he is pouring out his wrath, at the same time, he's showing them who he is. He's displaying his glory, his powers. He's showing them that he has power over all things. And he mentions in his word, they repented not, which, which indicates to me that he's He's trying to get man, all of humanity, uh, to repent. Mm -hmm. uh, and and they're, they're, they're just not taking notice of it, mm -hmm. or they're just that rebellious that they won't, they won't heed. In, in which mm -hmm. case, then the wrath, the wrath is uh, justly deserved. Um, but the incredible mercy and, 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 uh, and at the same time, the incredible power and wrath of God is, is displayed in this, just, even in this one verse. Yes, yes, and I, I, I'm very thankful that you um, moved us for, forward into the fourth angel, pouring out the vial of the sun and the power given unto him with scorch, to scorch men with fire. Um, that that that's very serious too, because you would think now, how could this occur? How uh, could this be happening to where um, the the sun uh, is so hot that it's scorching men with fire? scorching them with a great heat. And instead of them saying, crying out to the Lord and saying, oh, Lord, have mercy upon us, they're blaspheming the name of God, which had power over uh, these plagues. And I'm wondering, and it says, and they repented not to give him glory. So it sounds like even though that they had the mark of the beast, that they even still had an opportunity to repent. But yet, as Minister Gloria is saying, they refuse to repent. How merciful is God? Um, very merciful because he's still giving them an opportunity to, to repent after they had taken the mark of the beast, but they, refu they still refuse not. And I wonder why, how could that be? Um, a lot of the movies, as I said, they show that when you take the mark of the beast, like you fools, like you don't know what you're doing. But I'm wondering if, if, if it could be that they knew what they were doing. Um, Minister Jacqueline, share, please share your thoughts in that area. Um, I, I agree with what you just said in terms of them knowing, because remember, we've all had a choice to decide what we're going to do. And you know that there have many, they depict in the movies, many of them, they die as martyrs because they refuse to um, confess um, anything other than Christ. So we'll all be given an opportunity to choose and to do as such. I don't think it was a forceful thing. I think that people openly wanted to serve other gods and did not want to serve Christ. And and as a result of choices that were made, we have to pay, pay the price. So we've been discussing 
there is the judgment of God. There is his wrath. You know, he's made it clear throughout his word, you know, um, he's raised up, you know, the fivefold ministry teachers, apostles, everybody to come and to share the word of God. And he says that before it's all said and done, the, the gospel will reach the entire world. It's going to reach the entire world and everybody's going to have an opportunity to accept Christ or to continue in their the worldly ways. And it's unfortunate that people, even after it's all is said and done, you can see that the lives that you have chosen have not warranted much for you, that you're still not uh, happy, you're still lacking of some sort, because we were created to worship God. So we all have that missing peace within inside of us, and only God can truly, truly feel it. Things and people and places and do a lot of things looking for that fulfillment but it's not going to come through those things. We were created to worship God. We were created in his image. So I believe that in God's, God's um, in his um, infinite wisdom, that he created us all to come back to him at some point. He took that opportunity, even though back in even when Mo, uh, Noah um, built the ark, man was wicked. Man was wicked. And when, when, when the sin first hit the garden and man was kicked out, Every man after that, we have that sinful nature within us, and it is a fight of good and evil, and we ultimately are going to have to choose. Like uh, Joshua said, you're going to choose you this day who you're going to serve. We're going to all have that choice, and your choice is going to be held up against judgment. It's going to be your, your choices are going to be judged, whatever it is that you do. God is going to judge the choices that we have made, and that goes for all of us. Amen. Totally agree. And we're going to move forward to um, the next vial uh, being pouring out that we just also touched on a little bit there, and that is um, the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seed of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain and blaspheme the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repent not. So it sounds like this is a compilation um, upon the body that uh, first the boils have been experienced on everyone that is on the earth, the blood, um, the the um, things that they had done to the saints, they're being punished for that as well, the saints and the prophets. Uh, it's coming forth, and it just seems like the compilation upon the body and the, and the heat after the heat. It's like um, the tongue, is, there is, there's a nine in the tongue. Minister Belinda, please uh, share what the Lord have given you. It's going to be like this torture. What she said is real. You know, he's God, if you know the nature of God, through the word of God, he does not bring judgment on people without them knowing, uh, giving them the opportunity to repent. He said before judgment started, this would take place, the gospel would go to all the world. So everybody's going to have that opportunity. Then revelations will take place. So, I mean, and to the degree of it, it's going to be enormous. You talk about one affliction after the other. 
You know, I often think and see if you were not sober, you would deceive yourself. You know, they have these bunkers and then building these elaborate bunkers, you know, swimming pools or stored water. But when you look at the scripture and when he passed judgment on uh, the Egyptians, when he touched that water, it turned into blood. Even the water in their bowls, in their storage area, they had it turned to blood. And you can't live without water. So God is letting, you know, I don't care how much you store up, no one will be able to run from this judgment. You know, because sometimes you'll have a thought, well, maybe I need to store up this. But the sovereignty of God comes and talks to you. Where can you run, Belinda, that you cannot face my judgment? Nowhere. He even says if you you go make your bed in hell, God knows you're down there. So this is going to be a sobering thing. No one, your bunkers, not your stored food, is going to be able to save you. That's pretty. That's pretty serious because, like you said, it's like you can't run, you can't hide. There's no way you can go because if the earth is that hot um, before the time of the darkness, um, where can you hide it? I mean, what kind of air can you even breathe? Because I know. Um, yes, I I lived in Texas for many years and. One of the things I can say is with the heat, even just the heat that you experience there, that it will be so hot that your breathing, um, yes. the humidity will, you you just will suffer, you know? Yep. Um, yep. But when you're talking about even this year, that this year has been one of the hottest years in all time in the earth. Yes, 2017, mm-hmm. and so 131 degrees. I mean, the hottest I've ever remember is maybe 110 in Texas, something. But even that is so hot. You know, you're talking about turning your air conditioner up for a long time, and air conditioners break. Um, mm-hmm. It breaks, and the the because of you know you having to run in it. Consistently for so long But can you imagine Just like when the uh, People were moving out of Syria And having to sit In temperatures of 131 degrees And is no Air conditioner there Can you imagine that Imagine what it will be like As time moves on And it gets hotter than that In the earth Mm -hmm. So that's very serious. And, I'm and in so Arizona. The, the, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm in Arizona, and my daughter-in-law told told me, you know, they said don't come in the uh, summer. And I said, well, you have air conditioning. She said, honey, she said, uh, told me, she said, even with the air conditioning, it's still hot. So what you're saying, I'm relating to what she said, and it's so hot that if you have flip-flops, if you stand too long, it melts to the ground. To the ground. Yeah, so we're talking about it's going to be hot. 
Yeah, you don't have to cook tea on the stove. You just put the tea outside mm-hmm. and it gets hot in mm-hmm. the in the drawer. Yeah, that's how hot it is. And um, so we're, we're also talking about this darkness, you know, full of darkness, and they nod their tongues for pain. Now, what happens when it's dark like that? What what um what would that look like? Full of darkness, no light in the lane. Hmm. Now, if you've ever been in like uh, countries where they do not have electricity and the power goes out, if you don't have a generator, it's pitch dark black. Nothing is. There's no light in that environment, but imagine it being like that for 24 hours per day. No light. No sun. No sun hitting the earth. And it says, and they nod their tongues for pain. Can you imagine that? No. God help us all. God help us all. Because... Those are going to be some serious times, but we thank God that for the saints, um, the the Bible says we will not be here at that time, and um, we thank the Lord that we have an opportunity, everyone does. I'm going to read um, the 6th and the 7th, and we're going to talk about those so we can uh, bring out the solution for all of this, for all of those that are listening It sounds scary, but there is a solution where you do not have to experience this. We all have an opportunity, and even us who say that we are Christians, we have an opportunity to examine ourselves to ensure that we are not in reprobate in mind, that we're not following the fashions of traditions of man, that we're not walking around angry and bitter at people who are sitting in higher places, uh, that we're not um, still experiencing the feelings of rejections and allowing it to penetrate our soul and uh, keep us disconnected to the um, Revelations um, 16, verse 12. It talks about the sixth angel pouring out the vial upon the great river of Euphrates. And the water there was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of a dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet for they are the spirits of devils working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth Uh, I'm going to say that again which go forth unto the kings of the earth which would have been put in position but That doesn't mean that they're producing the right spirit in the earth, okay? And of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame, and gather them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. Uh, Minister Jacqueline, share your thoughts in that area as you were reading. Um, again, um, Dr. Donnie, when I look at all of this and um, just from reading the different, you know, vials that are going to be coming down, I just see the Lord, you know, he is 
being that there was been such wickedness in the world, you know, it's it's only um, somewhat, and I I don't want to sound you know cruel, but it's it's almost kind of befitting, you know, that the Lord, you know, He has to judge to that that severity, because time and time and time and time again, I believe that God has just been so merciful and so kind and and always loving and and always extending grace and mercy you know, um, because he's a God of not just another chance, but another chance and another chance. And the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But as we look here on all of these vials that have been coming down, it is the result of, of man's own doing and the wickedness that has taken upon this world. You know, Satan being the, the um, prince of this earth, he has corrupted Many of people in, in, in more ways than we can even imagine in terms of going against the things of God. So right now, God has to, uh, or in this part of Scripture, God is letting the world know that he is God. In spite of everything that has taken place and in, in, in spite of the things that man has always thought that they may have gotten away with, you know, that they were able to live through, because you must remember, too, there have been people, you know, that um, at this point that have received a lot of success, a lot of different notoriety, and in their mind, which which probably would explain why they repent not, because in their mind, they have bought into this lifestyle and this living for so long and this way of worshiping, you know, first of all, that they would even take the mark of the beast, because, again, we have a choice. So regardless of whatever reason that you have taken the mark of the beast, they still took it. And he's still yet coming again and being merciful, but never the the evil and the wickedness is so severe. It has been so severe that God is having to come because now, like I said previously, in this uh, passage of Scripture, you move to two chapters down, and it's a resurrection. So the the times, the times and seasons are 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 um. I just had the word at the tip of my tongue and it just escaped me. But the times, the times and seasons are are at hand, for lack of a better word. You know, there was a time when we could say, you know, we had time. You know, people say they have time, so I'm going to get it right. You know, that was 30, 40 years ago. You know, I believe that it could, although it could be another 20, 30, 40 years, Christ is still soon to come. And that gap is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But because of the extent of the wickedness that really people are now needing arrested in their spirit, because as we said before, you know, um, with the, the first plague of the sores and stuff, because that has to hit the soul, the body itself to kind of like be an awakening for people because at some point, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, now they have this this new coin term, you know, I'm woke. (laughs) God is coming to really, really, really wake up the world and let them know that he is God. And I don't care what you've done. I am God and I'm still going to yet going to give you one last opportunity to come into my presence to repent, to return from your ways as of old that you may have thought were right. But now I am here to give you one last opportunity. 
you know, and it said here in the, the seventh vial when you were reading it, and every island fled away and the mountains were not found because he's, he's about to destroy it all. The new heaven and the new earth is soon to be upon us in this, this, this scripture right here. And it's, it's, he's given it still yet again, one last opportunity to come to him. Amen. And Minister uh, Gloria. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, when the Lord comes, he's coming with a, a host of armies. And we're talking about the end times. And I think uh, the enemy is going to try to make a display of his own as he comes. And he's going to bring together all of these kings in this uh, verse 12, as it says, and I'm just going to read it again because this is so, uh, it's so incredibly vast. It says, and the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the waters thereof was dried up. Uh, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Uh, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth which, uh, and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. So here we see these, all these uh, kings. You know, first of all, we're talking about the river Euphrates, which is uh, uh, the river uh, by Babylon, you know. And Babylon represents all that is sinful. And uh, here these kings are coming together to battle, and they represent this, this army of the enemy, uh, this, you know, basically rebellious people uh, coming together. And uh, they're working miracles, and they're doing all kinds of things, but this is all deception um, as they come forth. And the Lord just commands his angel to dry up the river Euphrates. Here again, the power, the splendor, the majesty of God, the, 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 the nations of the world are gathering for this great military, you know, display, and God just dries up the river, and, uh, you know, he, he is Lord, you know, and he takes total control of this, of this whole mess. And um, once again, we just see the splendor and the power of God uh, over the world, and um, the Lord intends to make, uh, uh, you know, he himself is going to show up, and he's going to make his own display, and I, I, I think this is what these two verses is, is really showing right here. Um, you know, the, the, the armies of the world can uh, gather themselves together, they can put all their military might together, they can bring all their weaponry, all of their intelligence, whatever else they may have in that day, but uh, the Lord is Lord, and he is king of kings and lord of lords, amen. So um, he's about to throw them all down and, uh, in a mighty, mighty way. Amen. I totally agree. Now, I wonder, um, you know, let's think about this very well about the Ukrainian river. Which is about valuable rivers. It's similar to, well, it is like the the Tigris River. 
um, which was at the beginning of time. And when we look at the Tigris River, it had certain elements um, that were available to, um, you know, near the Garden of Eden. So um, I'm trying to get there and let's look at it because I'm saying this all off the top of my head right now. Um, the Tigris River, and it, it was uh, like an economy system, it brought forth economy um technologies it was a place where things could flow through so the tigers river appears to be very valuable in that area and um you know one of the reasons why that particular area was possessed uh by man so much was because of the resources that was around it the tigers river was a place that was fruitful um, the greener areas. Uh, so you're talking about drying it up. That's going to dry up a lot of, uh, probably create famine. Uh, there's so many different things that are, could occur with a, a river that is dried up, especially when it is a, a area that is um, greener pastures around it. Um, does Minister Belinda, do you have any? thoughts that you would like to share in that area. You know, and they'll assemble all their weapons and all the things. But see, the Word of God says that no man will destroy this earth. When it's destroyed, God will destroy it by fire. He said not by water no more. And the same token, if you go back to Noah, uh, how long did Noah preach to them and tell them? And God told them to build the, the boat. And they had never seen water. And then water came. So, I mean, the examples that he gives, when he says he's the alpha and the omega, he's the beginning and he's the end. It's not man. So when you see all these uh, these kings, and that's representing presidents now, all these people in power, Assemble to think they're going to do something, and then God's rise up a seat. And then when He talks about this uh, dragon and these frogs coming out of His mouth, and these false prophets, how many people are prophesying stuff? You know, saying, "Well, God anointed this person, God this, God that." The same way that God has His prophets that are holy, and they're all miracles, true miracles. Satan has to falsify, and he can produce miracles. But they're not the ones that will last. They're deception. But in the end, God's going to allow them to assemble all together, and then God's going to show up. It's interesting, uh, Minister Belinda, that um, you're making a reference to Satan, because even here, where where it says... uh, and I saw these unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon and mm-hmm. out of the mouth of out of the mouth of the false prophets. That's the the unholy, uh, you know, the unholy trinity right there, uh, represented yeah. uh, by these mm-hmm. frogs. Mm-hmm. Rebellious, rebellious to truth and spirit. Rebellious to um, even though that it's in the Word of God, rather take on. Um, the the words of um, 
it's not like desolation, apostasy, or mm-hmm. moving away from true faith, um, you know, taking on a different type of uh, spirit. And, and so people will be chasing after man more so than they will the reality of what is in God. They will move away from seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and put their trust in other things of the earth that has no revelation or has no substance with God. Um, Mm -hmm. Minister, please go ahead. I'm sorry. You have people now that I listen to the, and if you have discernment, you know, you can listen to somebody and God will tell you, this is not of me. But, you know, you can't do nothing other than pray, and you got to pray the way God says pray. But I heard him say, I'd rather be, I was poor, but I'd rather be rich. But you're not lined up, and you're using your gift for falsity. So is your gift worth, and the things that you possess worth your your soul? And then the latter, and none of those things will profit you. Yeah, God wants us to prosper, but in the right way. You know, you prophesying lies to people. You prophesying mm-hmm. false uh, uh, healings. Give me your money, you know, and I'll heal you. You know, send your money in, you'll get a healing. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm. But, you know, it, the same way that God is saying here, he will expose all of this. He said, yeah. these are the work of the devils. Now, that's God judging that. He's calling them devils. Mm-hmm. But you're false, you know, you're false, you're miracles. Yep. And it's, it's, going, on, it's going on now, mm-hmm. you know. Of people that, even people that are called by God, that have turned their nature away from God, to possess the, the the power, the image, you know, exalt themselves, using their cloak for, what is that scripture he says, using their cloak for, uh, instead of good for harm. Mm. And, you, and you think you're going to bypass God? You can't. Then why does he say, woe unto them? Great is their judgment going to be those that have been given positions, teachers, prophets, evangelists. You know, mm-hmm. apostles. Our judgment will be greater because we've been given a position to help someone. Mm-hmm. And to not do it. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. And you and you know, um, as we were talking about early on in the before, you know, Saul, he was called into position and anointed. And there's a lot of people that are called into position that have been anointed. But then I believe just as Saul, they went their own way. And they were commissioned in like from a Samuel. And their repentance was always, Saul's repentance was always to Samuel. He never repented to God directly. And he didn't have a relationship with God. His relationship was wrote by man. So he, he 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 wasn't a direct connect with God as we can see with King David. So many there's many probably many people out there like that now because Jesus uh, talked about him more than any 
all of the prophets that were all on the earth, Jesus talked about it more than them, about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of heaven. He, he spoke about those things, and he produced out what is of him and what is what is not of him. But yet, because of the falseness that, that is increasing in the earth, many people are confused as to what is the truth and what, and you can read the word of God verbatim, word for word, word for word, and it will be, they will cling to the latter. They will, they will, I want to hear what the prophet has to say. I want to hear what the apostle has to say. I want to hear what the, what the pastor or what the evangelist, and even though that they're preaching, uh, I don't want to say, um, uh, falseness or fallacy or heresy, uh, even though that they're teaching something that is different from the word of God, they would rather cling to it because it tickles the ear. It makes them feel good. And, and if you say uh, love to someone that's in the world, it sounds good to them. If you say uh, peace to someone that's in the world, it sounds good to them. And, and that has become a formality in the body of Christ. If you preach love, it sounds good. It's good. Oh, it's wonderful. I will chase it. I will follow it because it tickles the ear and it makes people feel good. If you if you preach about peace, it all sounds good. It makes me feel good. And again, and that results to me, my per- own personality, what I want and what what uh, what I believe is good for me, but not what God Himself is saying is good for man. The truth, the facts. The word of God and its truth and in its spirit as it is written. And we have to take on the wholeness of the word of God, reflect on it and see that are we are we aligned with God? Because remember Gideon, I'm going to say this again, Gideon was confused about the who is God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Israel, the God who came for that they might be saved, that we might be saved, Jesus Christ. Many people are confused now because of traditions, because of customs, because of things that have been set forth into the earth that set the mind just away, away from the truth and reality of God. Go ahead. Yes, please. I'll bear witness to that. You know, um, when you're saying that they'll follow the, the minister, the pastor, or the prophet, and stuff, uh, I went through that. You know, it was years of building trust in that person, in me. And then uh, loving that person as a person, but then finding out that this person had been doing years of deception, and when God showed it, it was hard for me to look at it, but I had to look at it. And then God said, uh, and, and this is the place that why people keep running after these people and not turning, when you know the truth, back to God. The Lord said, you can choose sin if you want to, Belinda. And if you know somebody is wrong, and I don't care how much you love them, and God is showing the filth that they've been doing, and you know what he's showing me? It's like you wiping your mouth. You're eating this, and you're just so delicious. 
and you wipe your mouth and you refuse to follow after the sound doctrine. He said, you can do that. Do you, how much do you love sin? He said, I'm going to love that sin and that person because when you, when you know that person's lying and you follow after that, you've taken part of that sin. You know what I did? I repented for any part that I might have had in there, and I I refused to wipe my mouth. I love God more than any man or woman or child. And I separate myself spiritually from that person. And did it cause me conflict? Yes. But I, I refuse to bow down to that spirit, and it's a spirit of bow and deception. Amen. I want to bring out the the last, the seventh angel, because we want to move back into Matthew 24 next week so we can close it out, uh, the series that we've been on. Um, Revelation 16 17 about the seventh angel pouring out the vial. It says, The seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. And there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts. What is that great city? And the cities of the nations fell. And the great Babylon came into remembrance. Wow, my computer's trying to help me. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And the great Babylon came into remembrance from God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hail out of the heavens, every stone upon the weight of a talent. And men blessed God because of the plague of the hell, for the plague thereof was exceedingly great. Minister Jacqueline. And I, I'm, I'm realizing now that I'm a portion of a previous um, point that I had shared. Um, I just wanted to just say, um, as I'm sitting here, it is. In, in, in my in my opinion, and I wanted to also say, I don't know if I had mentioned before, um, Dr. Donnie, I know when you asked to introduce me, I am not um, a licensed minister of the gospel. So I just wanted to um, reiterate. Okay. Okay, very fine. That's good. That's good. Because so, I, I, okay. I don't want to cross as being, of, of, as being not true to who I am. So I just wanted to, to share that. So I, I um, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um. Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> well, you know, a minister is someone who uh, teaches the word of God. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be ordained. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. okay, thank you for clearing that up. But you know how some people, you know, because I am, I just, I'm careful too of not, I don't ever want to touch God's glory or whatever he's doing on my life and to, to make myself to be more than what I am. That's why. 
I wanted to, oh, to bring okay. that. Okay. All I, right. I honor God and I honor the people of God. So I just wanted to to make that clear because um, you know, because I know who God is in my life, and I and I don't ever want outside of boundaries, and I, I want to stay in my lane where God is calling me to be. And if maybe you're speaking something prophetic, who knows? But in terms of what the, mm-hmm. the world <laughs> minister, you know, I have not been ordained, but I, I just love God, and I love his word, and I and I, I love his people, and I appreciate you to, um, believing in me and giving me the opportunity to, to come and to share because it's been the Lord. And as I've told you before, just having had met you. So I really thank God for you and what he's called you to do. And I pray that those who are listening are really, really listening and taking heed. And, and if there are some things that we all um, hint of and change and to closer to God, I just admonish you to do that because there is a heaven and there is a hell, whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> and I to make sure that I find myself, you know, resurrection and not even having to take the mark of the beast um, as, as others have had. So I just wanted to say that. So I, um, I'll move forward. <laughs> but I want to go back and just point out something here in the scripture and just read it as, because as it was um, jumping off me, um, I don't, be redundant. I just want to read it again. It says, And the seventh angel poured out into the came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as, as so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great cities were divided into the three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And the great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. So when I was reading that previously and I thought about that and um, it it brought to my mind that when Christ was on the cross and um, he gave up the ghost and he said, it is finished, and the darkness fell upon the earth and everything was just, you know, just black. And I believe God is again. Even though, you know, Christ came and he paid it all and he, you would think that at that moment, even those people, they still didn't believe, you know, they were still, you know, they believed a little more after the fact. But when Christ had such a hard time here on the earth trying to convince people to come to God and all that God had even done through his son, and then now we're here at this day in this age and everything again it's greater. It's on. It's on. It's on a higher level. So now I see this is God saying, you know, His Son before, and and it was um, Jesus said, you know, it is finished. But Christ, um, the the mm-hmm. Father God, now saying, you know, it's done. You know, this this is this is it. The thunders, the winds, and everything, and the earthquake, nothing like you've ever seen before. That here we are in this time in this age, God is is taking his 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 control and his kingdom. It's coming all back to him, and he's this is this is in his conclusion, and giving it his his take on. I sent my son, and you know he said it was finished, and you didn't you still didn't believe because you've had up until this now this point. You know people have uh, many have fallen the false prophets, you know, the beast and all of these things that have come to place and God is now saying, you know, be be almighty. Be be be, mm-hmm. be creative. 
understand that this is it, this is done, and here's your opportunity. This is going to be the the end of his grace because his wrath has sure has sure to come. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Um, I uh, admonish you for saying that you're not a minister of the Bible, but I just want to point out, read Romans chapter 12 and see if you have to be ordained. <laughs> That's all I will say. Um, uh, if you call the minister of the Lord when you start teaching or sharing the word of God. And um, so that's that's all. We'll stop right there. But let us keep focusing where we are in Revelations uh, chapter 16, where we read about the seventh uh, angel pouring out the vial. Again, I want to talk about these three cities being um, divided. Uh, this great city that's being divided, which is which is amazing in itself because uh, we have so many um, countries now that are divided into two. Um, it's being divided, uh, countries that are being divided into uh, south and north, and, and, and it originally is one country. And so what are your what are your thoughts in that area, Minister um, Belinda? Well, what God's talking about, they can divide themselves. But this is going to be an earthquake, and and it's going to destroy and divide the earth. And then the mountains are going to be gone. The land's going to be gone. So I mean, man, it, you know, we're constantly like trying to do our own thing, our own minds, turn it, lead it to our own understanding. But this is not going to be what man's going to do. It's going to be what God's going to do. And when He says it's done, it's done. Nobody can move it. Yeah, it's done. I think one of the sisters referenced to Jesus. You know, he was called to walk the earth. He was the word, and the word was with God, and it was manifested in the flesh. And he never detoured. Now, all the the prophecies about his coming were verified Mm -hmm. when he came. And then when he let people know, I haven't come to change it. I've come to complete it. And when he got on the cross, he had done everything that God wanted him to do, and he said, it's done. This is the same thing. All this will take place, and what God says is done, it's done. They say there's a, uh, in the Grand Canyon, they say there's a uh, 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 volcano, and the the fire, the, the molten lava is so great that if that thing ever exploded, it would destroy the earth. Cost you know, devastation. So, I mean, that's just man's perception. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can mm-hmm. you can hear it, but you can't base what God is saying on it because there's a mm-hmm. difference in what God says. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Because Hallelujah. It's beyond, it's beyond. If he made the heavens and earth, then we have no concept because you go, we'll go back to Job when Job was talking in himself, and then because his friends had came and said some things they shouldn't have said, but then here comes God. And God mm-hmm. says to Job, when did you, yeah. uh, when you with me? When did you count for me when I made the heavens and the earth? He was letting them know. And, you know, I think one of the things, you know, let's look at some of the big guys. We have some big uh, churches out there, big 
uh, teachers out there, and I'm not saying this to pick on any of them because, like I said, God can put anyone somewhere to use them at any given time. Um, and everything is uh, it has to do with God and his reasoning and purposes. And, you know, one of the things is, is that nobody really has ever been in this, this Look at Joel Osteen. No one has ever really been in his house. No one really, really probably even know him. But um, no, they don't even know the the spirit that's in him because they've never been inside. But yet, uh, they will come up with all kind of vain imaginations and vain thoughts. And I, I we we wonder if any of it is true. Let's let's look at uh, uh, Tony Evans. There's so many things that will come out about him, uh, Bishop Jakes, but nobody has ever really sit in inside of his home to know him, or no one has ever prayed, and any any of them that have brought accusation, no one has ever prayed and said, uh, Lord, what do you see of T.D. Jakes? It's always something outwardly, the fleshly side. And so, you know, you have these people, again, that's going to be coming around and that's trying to tear down the kingdom of the living God, and they will be thinking they're doing what is right, but they're coming against the prophets and the saints of God. And most of the time, one thing you will find about the prophets and the saints of God, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the, the teachers, that they will be teaching the, the raw word. They will be teaching the truth and the spirit of God. But yet, people will come against them. And I think uh, some of the reasons why they come against them, the ones that are preaching the the word of God and the truth and spirit, is because they're, they're sinfulness. You see, the sin that is in their... Um, they 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 don't want to give it up, and so if they see someone that is uh, moving and speaking those things, it doesn't mean that the person who is speaking it is totally there. Because Paul said, "I'm striving." He was striving to reach that total unattainable level. But I think some are striving more than others, and when they see that these people are striving and, and trying to reach those unattainable levels, they want to dissect them. They want to. Uh, uh, you know, turn them upside down and see if they tweak. They want to kick them and see if they're going to tweak them. They want they want to throw them in pits and see if they're going to tweak them and and make them to be like they are to be be uh, uh, you know come down to their level. But I think um, if they're moving in the things of God and striving for it, as, as Paul was, in the earth, people are going to see. A different um, um, the the display the open display of the things of God in the earth, and we will start seeing that the hand of God will fight for His children. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we will see that it will be a different display in the earth coming forth, and people will be mm-hmm. looking like, uh, oh, did they, you know? I, one one person said the other day, uh, they told they said that they 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 said that accuser of cursing the person. The person said something to them, and she said, I will still love you like God loves you. Now, what happened to her after that point, Who I believe that the Lord is using his hands in this hour, and I've been seeing it. So I believe that that's what's happening, and, and we should be careful, very careful about how we, we say that nobody should judge, but we should be careful about how we judge 
uh, the saints and, and, and the prophets and the apostles and the, and the evangelists and the teachers, those that are really teaching the word of God, we should be very careful how we, how we judge them. And because we don't know what their position and status is in the kingdom of God. At this time, as Job did not know his, uh, the Job's friends did not know his, who he was until the Lord revealed it to them. And they came and they asked for forgiveness. And thank God that they were Job was the one that had to pray for him. The very one they yeah. judged and see, what people know is that the prophetic, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is not the individual. The Holy Ghost knows what is in the heart of man, and, and, and he will reveal it to the prophets, you know. Mm-hmm. But people don't believe in the prophetic because they've been going around falseness that appearing to be true for so long, they can't believe that the true prophetic exists. Yes. Yeah. They don't believe that yeah. it exists. So I'm 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 going to move to Second uh, Thessalonians as my last uh, point, and we're gonna um, please uh, keep our comments to two minutes on the res- uh, what your solution is for these things that are going to come forth, the great tribulations in the earth for the body of Christ. Uh, in Second Thessalonians chapter two, it says, "Now we beseech you, brethren." By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind and be troubled, neither to the spirit, nor by word, nor by the letter from us, as that day, the day of Christ, is at hand. Let no man deceive you, for by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, or the apostasy. And the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalt himself above all that is called God and what is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not, when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now ye know what withhold it, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now let it will let, until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all powers and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness and unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not in the, um, not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. It has pleasures in righteousness. That's Second Thessalonians chapter two, from verse one through verse twelve. That's what the Bible says. It is not my words. That's what the Word of God says. Uh, Minister uh, Gloria, please uh, share your two-minute thoughts as we're getting ready to close out in Jesus' name. No, I love the fact that the seventh seventh angel poured out his vial into the air. You know, the Bible says that uh, 
the, the enemy of God is uh, the, the power of, uh, he's called the prince of the power of the air. And then right after this, it's, it's declared finished. Uh, the, the, the Lord destroys the, the throne, uh, the, the place of the enemy. And uh, here, the, the city Babylon is divided into three. Uh, total destruction. Uh, I, I think that's a fitting ending. Uh, God is God, and we need to lay down the idols, and uh, maybe all the nations of the earth think that they can get together and fight against God, but uh, the Lord is king, and uh, he will prevail. We need to lay down the idols. Amen. Bless the Lord. Uh, Minister Jacqueline? Um, I guess I just have to just um, agree with um, Minister Gloria. You know, God is God, who he is. You know, he has love, but there's also a wrath of God, and he's calling us all to repent and to stand up and to pay attention because His the word says that the heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God shall remain, and that's what we need to put our trust in. Amen. Amen. And Minister Belinda? Uh, I'd say to you, if you're rebellious, Repent and seek after the spirit of truth that comes only from God, and he will not deceive you. Uh, repent and, and and get your ex, your life over to the Lord. The servant with fear and reverence, and he'll keep you. Amen. You know, if you keep Amen. rebelling, he's going to turn you over to a lying spirit. That's way before revelation. That's amen. Why they got to the place that they wouldn't repent. He let them believe amen. a lie. We, amen. Hallelujah. So we we just want to say, you know, give your life to Christ. Surrender all to Him. Trust Him. Read your Word, and spend some time with Him because He's the only one that will save you. He is the only one that can save you. I can't save you. Uh, I'm nobody. But I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to say that this is an opportunity for you to make a strong decision, to serve him, trust him, to walk with him. And read the word of God so you can know for sure that this is who you are. Examine yourself through the word of God. God bless everyone, and may the grace of God be with you now and forevermore. Uh, next week, callers, please call back in. We would love to hear from you. And as we go back into Matthew 24, God bless you all. And thank you all for listening in. Grace of God be with you, and may he empower and equip you for the days to come. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amen.